I got my levels working anyway, so have you got your levels working, Rob? Yes, 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 yes. We're off. Oh my god, an, an, an immediate segue that I did not expect to say, but now that I said the word levels, it made me think of it. Oh. Did you see the uh, Lego SNES? Uh, whoa, whoa, We've just, we're just diving right in. Normally we, there's a little bit of warmth, a little bit of banter. But no, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with this version, I like it. It was just because I said le- levels and it made me no, think no, of no, levels. No, 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 I'm totally on board. Um, <laughs> uh, but I don't know what you're talking about, is the problem. <laughs> All right, let's. Yeah, you're right. You know what? We should probably do this properly. Uh, hello, everybody, and <laughs> welcome to episode 34 of I Understood That Reference. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm Ross, and Rob here, as ever, is joining me, and we talk about pop culture and stuff like that, as you can probably already imagine, because I introduced this by talking about Lego Mario SNES. I, I still want to hear about that, by the way. So if you want to segue your way back to the segue you originally segued with, I, I'm interested to, to learn. So let's let go of the traditional way oh, of doing things. Oh, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, so I just saw this on Twitter today, and it's like a, a Nintendo and Lego corporation have come together. And basically, you can get like Lego bricks, and you can build your own SNES, a little TV, and it comes with some weird like twisty thing you put through the TV and it makes it look like that Mario is jumping on different platforms. It's actually weirdly crazy, hypnotic and interesting. I'm just going to look it up now as you describe it. And, oh, sorry. I see what you're saying. So you... you no, so I, for a second as you're describing it, I thought this might be a case of like you build sort of a Lego kind of housing around what is actually the core console that still works, but th- this isn't a working console to confirm. It's just... Uh, a lookalike made of Lego. That's oh, a brick console. It's a brick console. <laughs> wow, look at that TV. It's like an old school sort of 60s TV with knobs and dials on the sides. And a little Mario jumping around the place. Wow. It looks so good, right? I mean, how much does it cost? That's my... Listen, probably lots and lots of 230 money. 230 euro. Yeah, there you go. I mean, you could almost get a PlayStation 5 for that rate. Like, <laughs> That's insane. But it does look pretty cool. I mean, it's it's a it's a really cool little like if you I to be fair, sort of degrading Lego is a little bit unfair because it's a nice, wholesome activity that you can you can do with you know young and old can 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 partake and particularly you know people who might be collectors they like collecting those kinds of things you know so more power to you if you like collecting Lego things but just as a heads up this is more like a PSA it doesn't play games just so you know yeah okay I probably should have led with that it's not actually <laughs> a working it looks cool though. It, like my brain can't put together how it works like how how does that function but you know what maybe that's part of the magic maybe that's a okay that my brain doesn't get it like it doesn't get many another things so. I, I will, do you know what you would love this actually have you seen ever seen videos of the the current lego ceo because obviously the lego has seen such a revival in interest over the last say 20 years in particular where it's become you know, it went through like a bit of a slump where people just weren't buying the toys. Your trendier things and electronics were sort of taking the forefront. But now that movement has drifted back towards, you know, getting stuck in, building things with your hands out of little plastic bricks that hurt your feet, that kind of thing. And what's amazing is like their, their like stock value and all that kind of good stuff has just skyrocketed. That's why they can now afford to charge just <laughs> extraordinary prices for like say the most <laughs> say like a little mini hand solo figurine it, it could be like 15 euro or something like you're talking that's the entry level for something so basic but the guy behind it is so 
fucking passionate about Lego. He loves the stuff. So much so that when the Lego movie came out during like a company meeting, to introduce the meeting, he sang the entire version of Everything is Awesome to his employees. Everything is awesome. Just himself. Everything no music. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome when you live in the dream. I think it's great. And they've like built this Lego sort of headquarters that's that, that's modeled to look like massive Lego bricks. It's amazing. It looks like a playground for employees. How about that? That's pretty that, This is that not is what we're talking epic. about normally on this podcast, but I thought I'd share. There you go. Welcome to I understood that reference. Our Lego building Lego CEO edition podcast. The Lego edition. <laughs> oh my god! I'm okay with that. If I could do um, a version of the logo that looks like it's made out of Lego bricks. Good. Listen, if you can do it. Um, so apart from this unusual Lego segue, Rob, my friend, Lego how way. are you? And how is everybody listening? Um, I'm doing great, buddy. Uh, like I was saying, it's been. It's kind of been a, it's been a weird. It's been like a busy few weeks. In the sense that like you know, there's been stuff to do each weekend, but you know, you're trying to break up the monotony of what <laughs> you would normally fall back on. Which for most people, I think, is like if it's sunny, you go to a park. That seems what most people are doing. Um, but I would say you know, stick to your guns, keep doing it. The outdoors is a great cure all for any kind of grogginess. You know, get out, get moving. It's good for you. And I'm I'm doing well. I actually am enjoying a little bit of a quieter week this week. But let me tell you guys, Ross has got an exciting adventure planned for himself this weekend. Ross, do you care to share what you're attempting to do for the first time? I might be going fishing, <gasps> which will also be my first time. So that's also interesting. Yeah. Beats you fishing for compliments like you normally do. Am I right? Insert something about hot rod here because he's a transformer and I have a hot rod. Oh. <laughs> what? Oh, I get it. Now. So... T- I said I would magically and organically I said organically by the way just in case anybody wants to censor me um, I said I would weave a hello to a group of friends who I just met earlier in the aforementioned park like you said <gasps> so uh, I just want to say hi to those people you you, you know who you are that's a, that's a code word uh, that they will get how dare you use codes on the show that I don't know the codes I don't know those codes you son of a bitch Exactly. Oh, wait, I'll show you a video after this, Rob, and you're going to be like, I don't want to know those codes anymore. Yeah, oh, did, God. Leave me, get these people away from me, is what you're going to say. <laughs> but somebody did use your phrase loosey goosey to Good. me today. I'm glad. So there you go. It's funny now because now I, I check myself every time I say it. I, 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 I even use this in my working life a lot, as it turns out. So I kept saying it, and then I realized, Jesus, Rob, like as, as, as versatile as the phrase is, it's it's not the answer to everything. <laughs> not every one of life's problems can be summed up with, "Hey, this uh, this financial forecast is uh, pretty loosey goosey as things yeah. go." <laughs> Rob, we're going to need some uh, substance to that. Sim- I said it's loosey goosey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Rob, that's enough absolute shite as usual. Let's get on to some more <laughs> shite about stuff that we talk about, like movies and stuff. Oh, yeah. um, do you have any news things? Because I have one news thing I want to talk about. So I've... I have one news thing. And like usual, I'm sure it's the same news item because the reason it's significant is because it's probably the first bit of sort of movie news we've had. In, in I'm intrigued by this. I don't think it will be the same one. Oh, but okay. let's Let's... I, I, you look, go first it, and I'll shout if it is. Okay, well, it's, it's not much, but they've actually... Can you believe it? They've actually officially started filming the uncharted film that's insane it's not what i was going to look at but i actually had that open to actually maybe bring up later. oh okay that's insane well done ah nice yeah i just think it's interesting that they've i don't know i don't know where it's been filmed or what the story is but they've actually started filming it which is mad because th- this is a sort of a film adaption of a game that's been in development hell for a decade now at this point if not more 
and we've talked kind of about this topic to death that, that why would you try and adapt um, a video game series that it itself is kind of like a movie experience and better than most films so taking I wouldn't want to take on this challenge personally but you know they've somehow on the slide they've finished a script and they're already starting shooting so they've got all the pre-production done so they've you know they must have like every, all the prep apparently for this film is done so they're diving head first right into it set for a 2021 release Tom Holland as a young Nathan Drake <sighs> and Mark Wahlberg as Sully which is such a miss that is a swing and a miss the worst casting maybe ever <laughs> it's so bad do you people like comparison do haven't played the games Sully looks more like a like a you know jk jimmins is jk simmons's character in spider-man as jonah jameson jk jimmins jk jimmins jk jimmins jonah jameson try and say that ten jk jimmins over here huh but like that's where was I even going with it? Basically, that's like the comparison. That's like who he's like. He's like this quick-talking, cigar-smoking, crafty, sort of 60-year-old fecker is what I describe Sully as. And then you've got Mackie Mac like, filling in instead. I just It's not a good fit. Um, I don't know what your thoughts on this, but look, it started. What do you think is what do you think they're doing? What are they doing? It's, well, see, here's the thing. They're clearly riding the back of like Naughty Dog or probably hitting a bit of a high now obviously with the last of us <laughs> two released there's that. gonna be a last of us tv show yeah well i mean i think the last of us tv show makes sense because that is something that's so perfectly adapted for or like it works for tv and also like they've had great success with zombie tv shows in the past like the walking dead like that's an insane success story so that's more of a fit and the guy behind the last of us two is heavily involved in that production so i wouldn't be worried about that one neil Druckmann. yeah so but be interesting to see though if they get any negative backlash because that whole controversy still is going on it's not that is showing no signs of stopping as well oh the fan battles oh the fan battles the oh, that's and amazing. Whole, like, <laughs> videos online oh. devote to saying how like 46 percent of the positive reviews are like spam accounts and it's like yeah but I mean, so are the negative ones, lads. You again, you're just again defeating the purpose of your entire yeah, existence. The so. whole thing is like the whole process is null and void, basically. But yeah, I think and and going back to Uncharted, I think Antonio Banderas is suspected to be the villain. We're suspicious of him as an actor in general. He's a great actor, but I'm suspicious. But yeah, they think he's the villain. Interesting. But he'd be. I actually, he was a villain, if I'm not mistaken, in one of the Expendables films. Is he the second one? I think he could be a villain. Uh, I haven't seen the second one. I saw the end of the third one, and he was, he was, he was brought on the team in the third one. So maybe he was a bad. I could be entirely wrong about that. But he'd actually be. I know Mel Gibson was a villain in the third one, but he would actually be a good villain. I can actually see him in that role, and especially that kind of film. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is the villain, or Antonio. Oh, Antonio! I'd actually think Antonio would be a good villain. Do you know what? As you said it, (laughs) the world weariness of Mel Gibson actually would make him a. Not a bad Sully. Now that I think about it, genuinely, he could do it. Oh, that's a great shout, actually. Wouldn't it? He's the right. He's right age and kind of stockiness and sort of. He's got that that crusty old whiskey voice that to match. But but does have the capability for charm. Oh yeah, like, like to be fair, I know. Wait, look, his personal beliefs are a whole other issue that we're not going to dwell on today. But he can act that guy. I think he's super. Um, when he wants to be so I would I would love well look it's too late now they're filming it so I suppose I was too late with that idea wasn't I nobody would fucking listen anyway <laughs> well nobody would listen anyway let's be honest about this I, do, I think this is going to be a disaster I just yeah. I have no faith in it 
I think this this is probably a script that's been so chopped and changed it doesn't make any sense and the casting of Mark Wahlberg is that extra middle finger up to what the fans want who are arguably is a market you're really trying to target to guarantee you know some interest but um I, I don't trust this at all I mean it's a video game movie let's be honest that the expectations are not are not going to be high like so but I do love a good adventure film like what's a good one that came out recently like a puzzly adventure do you know what's a good one national treasure a little bit underrated I would argue National Treasure is a good film. Nicolas Cage, of course. Mm. Um, I know there's two of them. I don't think I've seen the second one, but I saw the first Not one as good, in the cinema. But the first one is great. Uh, also, I, I saw the, the Honest trailer for, um, in terms of our kind of like, you know, bonkers action films for The Rock. For The Rock. I actually watched it as well. It's yes. excellent. And, it reminds, and like, there's bits that you were like, wow, this is a really good modern action film in terms of like just the stunts and the action, the sequences and everything. So if they go for that level of just sheer just mayhem mayhem even and you know that bit bonker, nice. you know the bit like it's it, like it's so daft that there's a bit where sean connery hangs a guy off the top of a building with like his handcuffs or something just to like threaten him or yeah there's a great <laughs> there's a great character moments to that that's what i'd say now am i wrong in thinking or is this maybe just inspiration that sean connery from that film was originally meant to be James Bond, like an aged James Bond. He's, Ergo, they got it's Sean hinted at, but it's supposed to be like you know one of those sort of cult myths that you know they were kind of planning him to be. Not that it would officially be in the same universe, but that it's a nod to Bond. Yeah, because he's he's like ex MI five Secret Service. Is what yes, he says. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good and catch. Bloody Arnold Schwarzenegger was originally supposed to be in it. <laughs> As the Nicolas Cage character, if you can believe it. Which is, is which is insane, because the film would not work without the bonkersness that is Nicolas Cage. Because the rest of the film, look, it's not it's not a great movie. It's not a terrible movie, but it's, it's probably Michael Bay's best, in fact. But uh, that's not saying much, hmm. let's be honest. Well, I, they describe it perfectly, like, the, the bit where they, like, storm Alcatraz. That's an amazing action movie. But to get to that point, Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage have to become friends. So to do that they have another action movie beforehand to get to that point in their relationship. <laughs> and of course, my hero, Michael Bean, Hicks, and J- Kyle Reese from Terminator. They're all there. Is in it. John uh, John McGinley from Scrubs, Dr. Cox from Scrubs is in it. Yes. Great cast of characters. Also, that uh, the part where Michael Bean gets, spoiler alert, gets killed in the come <laughs> through the ground in, in a bathroom, it's actually the setting that is in Call of Duty yeah. Warzone where you, the, the prison, gulag the gulag, the yeah. gulag, there you go. It's 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 completely the same. It's the, Like, if you look at it, it's the same layout. Exactly. It's amazing. Oh, it's 100% and they all shoot up, which is cool because you're kind of like, ah, oh, I'm in that place where Michael Bean died and I filmed The Rock. <laughs> no wonder you keep losing. You keep distracted, getting distracted. You're just sightseeing. <laughs> you're Hold like, on a second. Oh, who, said, who, who said that I keep losing? That, I said dying seems... in a gulag. <laughs> Did you see that video that I sent to you guys oh, the other day? Oh, sorry. That when was... I shot a guy like five times, point blank range, he turns around and shoots me once. I I took a video and sent it to you. Unbelievable. It's, it's actually it's hilariously bad. But speaking of hilariously bad, Uh-oh. Rob, we're going to move on to our first segment Uh-oh. where we <laughs> try to gleam, gleam some amazing facts about your personality. Of course. Of course. In a segment I like to call... Rob, this is your life. Da, 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 da. Hi, I'm Rob. So, Rob, <laughs> this is this week is very apt for for us, is what I will say. For what reason? Because 
this is as uh, just to let people know basically i've been giving rob some personality quizzes to see if i can glean what kind of person he is by putting them all together and creating a weird picture of who he is so so far he's gotten things like for superheroes he'd be captain america um, for female female characters in TV shows, he'd be Leslie Nope. For comedies, he'd be the US Office. Mm. And he's an Autobot. So now, maybe this will be the last one. And together, next time, next episode, I will put it all together and see what kind of personality we can get for you. But this one, again, a BuzzFeed quiz for consistency. Of course, yeah. Just so that there's a common denominator here that we can fall back on. Yeah. So tell us about yourself and we reveal which type of beer you like the most. Oh, 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 oh. Now, me and Rob like our beers. We like our beers quite a lot, one might say. I, what are you drinking, actually? Because I'm only drinking water. Because I've had a few today. Yeah, you've, you've been <laughs> nursing the cans all evening, so I'm, I'm only diving in. I'm having a Kipling. It's a South Pacific Pale Ale by Thornbridge Brewery here in the UK. It's a good strong one. It's got 5.2%. Um, it's lovely. It's really nice. I actually like the Thornbridge stuff. They have a really nice non-alcoholic beer, weirdly enough. Mm. Yeah, this one's this one's that one that that, that dark it's kind of that black and gold can. Um, they claim to have gooseberry and passion fruit hints in here, but my palate is my palate is not that sophisticated, so I'm just drinking it like a beer. Do you mean Lucy Gooseberry? Okay, awful. Um, <laughs> forced humor, they say. Uh. Rob, let's jump on into this quiz and see what kind of beer. See if it is the beer you're drinking. God, wouldn't that be amazing? What is your favorite color? Red, blue, yellow, or orange? Oh, blue. Out of those. Pick your favorite thing to drink. Beer, duh, soda, water, or juice? Beer, duh. Oh, beer. Yeah, give me beer. What's your favorite school subject? English, math, science, or history? Oh, give me history out of those. Okay, almost there. Who's your favorite singer? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Taylor Swift, Hosier. <laughs> Selena Gomez or Lewis Capaldi? I, Hosier, I gotta go Irish on this one. Support local. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> question. How often do you party? All the time? <laughs> Alone? That's not an answer. Anyway, never or only on the weekends? Um, Let's go with only on the weekends. Yeah, there's not really like a mix. Yeah, I was there, like looking any? for more middle ground there, but anyway. Uh, what's your relationship status? Single, it's complicated, taken or dating? T- someone taken is t- are taken and dating someone of the same anyway I don't know I, t- I just liked the Liam Neeson reference in there as well that's fair last question then <laughs> how many kids do you want one oh, for God's two sake. three or none um let's go with a sturdy two although I haven't thought about it that much <laughs> how is this informing my beer choices by the way I mean this is BuzzFeed so it's probably scientific at least a little bit oh it's, I assume it's very it's very scientific so you got an IPA, oh. and the picture here it has is actually a Lagunitas IPA. Oh, no way. Which is a very, very nice beer, actually. A Lagunitas. 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 I don't know how to pronounce that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I recognize that. Oh, interesting. Well, how about that? I At least I have managed to maintain some semblance of credibility when it comes to beer by getting the IPA in the... The much-revered IPA BuzzFeed quiz. Excellent. I mean, look, that's not a bad one. I actually, one of the people I was with earlier was having that, and I was think it's quite a nice beer, so so I'd be happy with that. Ah, interesting. So did you do the quiz? What did you get? 
I actually also got a Leguinitas IVA. So I'm very, very afraid that, again, I've picked a quiz that just gives the one answer. Yeah, but yeah, look, yeah. We, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming it doesn't. I'm assuming it was just happenstance. There's probably beer or IPA as the answers. I mean, that question earlier that said, do you like beer or water? I'm pretty sure if I had selected water, it may have given me something different. Uh, I'm thinking um, <laughs> that BuzzFeed is secretly actually just compiling personal data. And these quizzes are just a ruse. So they just know <laughs> not only what I'm like currently, but what my lifestyle choices are, what I plan to do family-wise <laughs> in the next few years. <laughs> they just have this database of what their users are planning on doing, all hidden in this quiz network. So it's quite genius. If you, if, or or my other t- theory is the, that you're just making up these quizzes completely they're not actually from BuzzFeed and, and because you've a background in psychology you're actually not trying to create a sense of who I am you're actually slowly breaking me down bit by bit by my key characteristics so that you can lord them over me for the rest of my life having us <laughs> accrued all this information am I getting am I warm on that one Rob t- there's no such thing as BuzzFeed I don't know how it's taken you this long to realise that <laughs> I never I never looked it up I mean, I just made it up at the very start. <laughs> Actually, you even said, I'm going to make up this website. And I didn't. I just didn't pay attention. An Autobot who likes IPAs, huh? That's interesting. Indian what? pale Autobots, huh? <laughs> ah, amazing. I'll take that one. Okay, so, Rob, we're now also going to move on to yet another segment. Oh we didn't God. do this last time, but uh, you guys voted and said you really like it. So we're going we're gonna to kind of bring it back now, but there's a... There's a very a little bit of a twist. Instead of just doing our usual kind of character fights, we're going to do a whole cast fight this <sighs> time. So this, of course, is our segment. I could do this all day. Yay! And well, this is an am- an addendment or amendment on that that we're going to call cast off. You can save a cow. You can save all of them. One shall stand, one shall fall. I'm gonna do this all day. Fight! Where two famous ensemble casts take each other on. Great. So, Rob, you know the ones we're going to uh, pick this week, so do you want to let people know what they are? Oh, God. <laughs> Have I forgotten? One of them is, one is Parks and Rec yes. versus 30 Rock, is it? No. There you go, there you go. Okay. So... Do you have an immediate reaction to if you were just to off the bat, just without thinking about it, without going into it, Thirty Rock cast or Parks and Rec cast? In your head, who's taking it? For me, and I've actually I think alluded to this in the past, um, the cast that would take it would be Parks and Rec for me personally. So this is in a, in a in a in a, in a like just a fight, oh. you know, just actually a fist the cuffs, not actually which ones you prefer. Oh yeah, no, I didn't think about that. Uh, I'm gonna stick. Oh, I think I'm. I'm literally trying to go through the, the Thirty Rock catalog here. I'm gonna go to go with the Parks and Rec cast still for that answer. Personally, see, I kind of figured you would in a weird way. So I was always going to go with Thirty Rock. Okay, just to make it interesting. Well, just to make it interesting, and personally, I think purely on the back of Jack Donahue, I think there ain't no way <laughs> that those guys are losing. Like. <laughs> That's fair. Speaking of fighting and Jack Donaghy, the the fist names moment in the Fighting Irish episode of Thirty Rock is an extraordinary little moment. Do you remember that one? Where they named their fists? He's just like he's 
he's he's he's got he's you get pissed off with his dad and his brother and he goes ah of all the things i've been wanting to say to you over these years but instead of saying it to you i'm gonna let's say michael and say Colum, do my talking for me and he's gonna do this (laughs) so this is when all the family are in at the end aren't they and they're all the usual kind of of drunk all the time essentially and they keep trying to top each other with like fist names and then at one point um your, what's the name of that actor from he does the he does Timon and the Lion King yeah yeah he's, and he's, he's, like, he's also in Mouse Hunt yeah he's great uh, he's very funny but his fist names are Bono and Sandra D. O'Connor that's his contribution <laughs> to the fight <laughs> Watching watching Thirty Rock again lately, there's a lot of uh, references to Irish people and like how bad the Irish are. There's actually so much in it. Oh, it's 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 very bad <laughs> that I didn't realize the first time. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. It's very funny because they like they like they just they everything they degrade everybody in that show. So it's a level playing field. So that's why it's especially funny. Liz Lemon's uh, ex-boyfriend um, Duffy Dennis Duffy is of Irish descent yeah and he's an absolute prick he's an absolute prick he's he's, he's amazing <laughs> oh anyway Ross okay pitch to me why 30 Rock would win I want to hear this For, firstly under, under the, the, the stalwart leadership of Jack Donaghy okay that guy can achieve anything he's clearly in pretty good shape mm-hmm. um, and he also he even has like he has a like a sifu person hunt him down at all times <laughs> and not tell him because there's once he comes in he's like i know i said i know i said never to tell me and never to, to put my guard down even if i ask you but this time i'm genuinely asking you don't do it and then he turns the light off and your man attacks him but not only <laughs> is there jack donahue okay now liz lemon Kenneth Parcell, I'm not too, I'm not too uh, confident in their fighting abilities, but Jenna Maroney, I mean, she's a monster. <laughs> like she is a stone cold monster who would do anything. So I'm like, yeah, on those, the strength of those two alone, I'd be happy. But you also have Pete. He was like a, an Olympic, an Olympic archer. Don't you forget? Uh-huh. And a very good one. Yes. I. I so I mean, <laughs> the strong characters, strong, strong characters. I uh, I think certainly with Jenna, if you gave her the right motivation, like if you said that this was she would skyrocket to, in, like unimaginable stardom, if she killed these people, she would be nearly unstoppable in that lens. You tell her, you tell Jenna Maroney, she could be the Leslie Knob character in a film, but she has to obviously kill her to make her famous. Jenna Maroney is gonna kill that woman. <laughs> she is not gonna stop until she's dead. Oh my god, that's so true. Well, here's my counter. Obviously, the, the the immediate sort of counter, the, the immediate sort of balance to the Jack Donaghy on the on the Parks Mark side is obviously Ron Swanson, the 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 man of control and <laughs> and preparation. He's calm. He's collected. He probably already knows who Jack is. They're, they're they might even be related. <laughs> they're so they're so sort of stony faced in their and like so deliberate in their decisions. I think that alone would be like the battle royale. If, you know, if there was a finale to all these casts coming together, it would be it would be Ron versus Jack. Jack and think about it, think about it, because Ron Ron hates big business, yes, and hates all that. Whereas Jack Donaghy is Mister Capitalism. Right? <laughs> He's all about business. <laughs> be excellent. I like. I love how like in the show, like, part of Jack's business is not just running NBC or whatever it is. It's also he's like got microwave, uh, got a microwave business or some daft. Yeah, like, microwave dish. division. Yeah, <laughs> the microwave division. <laughs> That's where he started with the three, the three F's, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I just think because, like, we've just talked about this before, like, Ron Swanson is a hunter, a tracker. He could, he has the equipment, the, the, the life skills to take people down at will as he sees fit. He literally would have no emotion. He wouldn't feel empathy for them if he didn't, if he felt they were under threat. And if you told Ron, Ron, Ron Swanson that as a capitalist, uh, Jack Donaghy was coming from his for his gold, and he knows where his secret stash of gold is. Yeah, his gold. <laughs> Ron Swanson would fucking flip, and also he'd have booby traps and everything. I feel like, I feel like, in comparison to Ron, Jack is more of an all talk guy versus actually being able to physically. He's he's too clean shaven and well suited for an for a, for a, for a fisty fight. Like he didn't handle against his dad or his brother very well, and they were tiny little Irishmen by comparison. So, I I honestly think Ron would tip the balance, to, you know, in favor of Parks and Rec. But also, but what is it? What is it? What is it? Jack says when Liz Lemon is like, "But why are you wearing a tuxedo?" And he's like, "It's it's 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 after six. What am I? Uh, was it a farmer? <laughs> a farmer?" <laughs> <laughs> God, oh, he's endlessly quotable. Like, I know this is a cast fight, but I've always said the cast in general, I think, as an as an ensemble, is 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 more fun on the Parks and Rec side because they all have more of a person, they all have more distinct personalities and more quirks. Versus Terry Rock, which is the key players are like Jack and Liz, and then you know Jenna and Jordan. But um, the lines from Terry Rock, it's just zing after zing. It's un- it's unstoppable. Like Jack Donaghy specifically, almost every line he gets is just outrageous. It should be funny. like you could print it and frame it, frame it, and it would be, it it'd be perfect every time. But come on, give me give me some more. yeah, give me some more backup. Okay, to, so, to so something you're forgetting about here is the silent killer, like who I would argue is the assassin on the Parks and Rec team, and that's April Ludgate. She would slink and slunk and stealthy herself around the place, and just blatantly slight slight slit people's throats <laughs> oh you see that you see it's going to be jenna it'll be jenna versus april 100 yeah, percent. Yeah. i was like yeah those are the two the two big ones are jack and ron and april and jenna they're the deciders of this weirdly enough not chris pratt not any of the rest of them they're the ones who are going to actually test it to yeah, see where this battle goes chris pratt probably would be a, would obviously be faced off against tracy in terms of just two gullible idiots that would be just thrown into battle they just become friends they, that's what they happens would. they fight they become best friends and they'd get drones and fight them he, like. Andy is a big chunky like he's a bit and he becomes like obviously a ripped character in the cast but he's um he's not violent but he's, he's an absolute softy who else have we got I think a, an, an important athlete on the Parks and Rec team is um, Chris Traeger he can outrun anybody he's uh, he's he's a human specimen of of sinew and skeleton mass he's ready to go <laughs> he that is true he but he's also he's, he's very fragile emotionally <laughs> exactly. and psychologically <laughs> so i reckon the steely resolve of pete and his absolutely he's he's emotional because oh, of his, his, his situation at home he's pathetic exactly so like physically chris trigger would destroy him but i think because he has no emotions left He'd be able to psychologically take down Chris, or at least survive his 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 onslaught of of, of happiness. I think that one's very scenario specific. I think if he could potentially be overwhelmed by Chris's just insane positivity and life assurances, but alternatively, if Pete just went in with a mild cold and he infected Chris, his body would nearly shut down because <laughs> he. And if, if if you nick if you nick Chris at all, does he fall apart? Yeah, is he a house of cards? 
Maybe. Maybe. I think he is. could be. I think he could. That would be a funny one to watch, though, because I reckon Chris would try and run, you know, trying to run around and get past them. But, like, even even you can tell Pete has, like, a, a revulsion for the kind of ideas that, that Chris would have, like, you know, <laughs> veganism and all that. So... <laughs> Okay, who else we got as a pair up here? I obviously the straightforward one is it's it's her Leslie Nope obviously would would play off against um, Liz, Liz Lemon. Lemon. That'd be a, that's a real fifty fifty one. Nah, I don't think it is at all. Now I know I'm on the thirty rock side here, but I think Leslie Nope taking it all day long from a skill set standpoint. She is very skilled, like she's multi resourceful everything. Resourceful. Okay, so she would she would eclipse Liz Lemon because I guess Liz Lemon is savvy, but maybe just wouldn't have the battle skills. In battle, to be good in battle, to battle people, battle. Like, I mean, Leslie could just take off Liz's shoes, and then Liz is done. She has that freaky foot thing that she doesn't <laughs> like to talk about her show. And we actually, yeah, that's right. We also we know that Leslie is a keen shot with a with a gun. Like she can just, she's got a, she's got a good aim. She can just kill people. I know. I, I think, like, as much as I am on the Thirty Rock side, I do think Leslie takes it over Liz. Okay. What about would we pair? Kenneth against Tom Haverford? Is that the pair up there? It would it would have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two feckin' Egypts. Um, I have to think about that one. Because obviously you would think Kenneth's t- too much of a, an idiot to like really process anything. But every now and again, he shows this insane capability to do something extraordinary. Which is, which is what I would think. But then at the same time, Tom is a crafty son of a bitch. <laughs> that's a good way to put him he is a crafty son of a bitch he doesn't come across it as first but he's got he's cunning he has some smarts he has some he's smarts cunning, yeah. I think he's easily influenced is the issue but he has smarts but he's less easily influenced than Kenneth yeah like Kenneth is much more gullible actually yeah Tom would be good at probably you know scheming and manipulating so he actually would get the one over I think on Kenneth just by able to convince him to do something but Kenneth is immortal <laughs> don't forget that <laughs> and Perhaps sent from God. <laughs> yeah, he is an angel. Um, the NBC angel. <sighs> Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm undecided on that one, quite frankly. But I would be willing to give... I would be willing to give it to Kenneth. I would give it to Kenneth. I was going to say, because there is that episode for Kenneth has to get the, the, the page program letter in at the last second. And he like does all those like Olympic-style acts. And he slides under the screen. And he like vaults over a group mm-hmm. of people. So and he has the ability to take a good few beatings, as again he proves throughout the series. <laughs> that poor little man. Oh, but again, I, I, do I want to give it to Kenneth though? Because I think that's a okay. That's a fifty-fifty one. That's a fifty-fifty one for sure. Because despite how in, immortal Kenneth is, like Tom could nearly convince him to work against his own Thirty Rock team if he convinced them like they were like all in disguise as it was secretly like it, that that they were actually the bad guys and that the thirty that the Parks Rock guys were actually the Thirty Rock cast he knew and loved that kind of thing you know something basic he could he could tip him over the edge I feel he's a fragile little man with wings fragile little man <laughs> with wings that's uh, that's my next solo album that's what I'm gonna call it <laughs> fragile little I, man. I like this I like the sound of that and <laughs> um, I think the next fight I would think about is quite apt okay because um it's it's Siri who doesn't really do a whole lot in 30 Rock other than obviously be her typecast character of, of, a, of a, pr- a pretty pretty lady. Um, and I would put her against Anne Perkins because I know that Anne's character would despise that. She'd be, she like even just the fact that she'd be judged on her looks would destroy her because she's like, I'm a, 
you know I'm a qualified nurse, right? Uh-huh. And it's like, no, 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 you're you're going against the, the, the Siri secretary type character. That would kill her inside. Okay, but who would win in, a, in the fight? The Anne. I, I, again, I know I'm on 30 Rock here and I should be, it's but Anne. Anne's taking that fight, yeah. Again, I think Siri is just, is is not, she's no smarts to her. That's an issue. No, <laughs> That's a big all. issue here. <laughs> And she's too she's too image obsessed to let something happen to her, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Anne, to be fair, would be willing to to scrap if it came down to it. Okay, interesting, interesting. God, okay, I'll give it to. I'm happy to give it to Anne. That'd be a bit of a boring front because she just like it'd be one punch job done kind of a situation. Who else do we have left? Uh, I'm trying to go through the, the the cast now. Who 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 would the pathetic Jerry lose to? Oh, good God! Well, there's um. Oh God, what's, what's the guy with the, with the cap the, on? With the hat, yeah. the cap on, exactly. I uh, the, the Frank Frank Ross Frank Rossitano. Yeah, yeah. He'd he'd he'd, yeah. he'd he'd beat Jerry. Jerry just doesn't get to win. He if he's if we're talking about characters here, Jerry doesn't win anything. Well, no, because the, 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 I mean the way Jerry's written, he everybody hates him. <laughs> well, they hate him, but he always he does amazing. He has an amazing wife and an amazing life. I so I know, but not I a, think he'd beat him. Do you reckon? I mean, Frank is pretty, pretty pathetic. He is pretty I, pathetic. I suppose actually the way it would play out is that that that, that um, Jerry would win, but nobody would believe him. On on his side, they'd be just like, "Shut up, Jerry, you lost." But no, I yeah, beat or they'd the guy. go to fight, and everybody just be like, "Shut up, Jerry, Frank, you take it, you won, all right, happy day, yeah, you, you go, get the win." And like Frank is dead on a table, and he's like, "Yeah, Frank, you won." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, don't, have say, you don't have to anyway. say anything. And they're like, "Jerry, Jerry, go really bury Frank, fight. you big loser, go bury him." You, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they'd be like, what have you done? We're not actually fighting Jerry. Jeez. <laughs> like, Leslie, you just killed a woman. Doesn't count, Jerry. Idiot. Yeah. Jerry Gurgic. Gar- <laughs> um, okay. I know I'm supposed to be on 30 Rock side here, but it's 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 an interesting one because there is, like, there's so many characters that I think fit very well against each other. It's amazing. I, I only discovered them as they were, as we were talking. I was like, oh my God, there's some great pair-ups here. Because like like the main ones, as I said, I would give to the Thirty Rock people, but the side characters definitely seem to be veering more towards mm. the Parks and Rec characters, which is interesting. What about poor old Ben? Who has he got on the Thirty Rock side to face off against? Lovely Ben. Like if you want to take his role, being that of Leslie Nopes' other half. Then you could take the James Marsden character, Aww. who is, of course, and he's very cool too. He's a lovely guy in it as well, actually. Uh, and his name's really short as well, like a, like a Ben or um. Oh God, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try and try and find him here somewhere because he comes into the later series and he's in a good feud with him. Chris. Chris, I his think... name is Chris Cross, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that. And actually, what's amazing is what I was gonna say is that. Their battle would be a battle of a board game. Like they'd play Cones of Dunshire or something to decide who bested the other. I think. Yeah, something completely silly. Yeah, You're and, right. and safe and sort of nerdy because that's that's where they because they're mild, gentle, sort of sort of almost too sensitive. Those 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 two men in 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 uh, the way those characters are written. So that'd actually be just to a fault. Yeah, exactly. Kind, caring to a fault. Because physically, physically, I would say Chris. that Chris Cross yes. takes it. Yes, but yes, knowing yes, him, I don't think he would engage in a fight. Because there is one episode where this, uh, he gets beaten up by a, a guy in a in a in a uh, like a, a mascot costume mm. because he's on their territory with the hot dog stand. <laughs> but like Ben is just incapable of fighting. Let's oh, be yeah, honest yeah. about this. You give him a dodgy calzone and he's floored for weeks. 
Yeah, and he's, he's happy as well, though. So it's going to be the calzone versus the hot dogs. That's what it's going to be. <gasps> oh, my God. What a face-off. It's a food fight. That's what that is. Nice callback to Nicolas Cage there. Nicolas Cage films. Yeah. Face-off. Face-off. I want his face, face. off. Roll credits? You see, Ross, what? in all this chatter and all this all this joyous fun that we've had, you've forgotten that we have won wildcard on the Parks and Rec side. Who... Of course, tips the scales in our favour. Someone so outlandish, so unstoppable. Oh my god, how did we not take There that? is no equivalent oh. opponent. You the, the, the irrepressible, the <laughs> voluptuous, the extraordinary Jean Ralphio. There is no <laughs> stopping that man. He will saunter in, claim victory once everybody else has finished fighting, like a king. Because yeah. he is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flush with cash. <laughs> Give me money, Daddy. <laughs> money, please. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of who his. Oh, wait a second. Wait a goddamn second. Oh, no. Doctor Leo Spichevin. <laughs> that's that's the fight. That's who would that's be. The, that's Doctor the Leo Spichevin. John Ruffy John walks Marcio. in, and then Doctor Spichevin's like, "All right, take off your pants." That's. <laughs> So that goes. Yeah. <laughs> I've got these heart and enlarging pins for you. Do you want to try them? <laughs> In fact, that's what happens. The rest of the casts out fighting out with each other. And then at the very end, Jean Ralphio and Dr. Leo Spichamin walk in and set up a business in town that just like cleans everybody out. <laughs> so yeah, so John Ralphio runs over basically everybody over with a car to get some insurance cash to give to Spichamin to uh, launch their business together he wants to get like claim whiplash but his neck so he has to go to a doctor which is Dr. Leo Spichemin <laughs> <laughs> I think the rest of the fights are it's, it's a perfect microcosm of those two shows oh, is John I... Ralphio versus Leo Spichemin I had actually uh, a little bit back I thought of Leo's and I was like oh, I'm not sure like where he would fit in so I did bring him up and then as, I, then as you said I was like of course <laughs> Because I was like, no, I was like, no, there is no like colory to Jean Ralphio, but uh, I think I'm happy with the one I got. I, so Rob, the, the question is: after this discussion, has your mind changed on Parks and Rec taking it? No, I'm confident Parks and Rec would take it. They, they have, they have, they have the wit, the guile. They have the Jean Ralphio. I think they're an unstoppable force. And I'm still confident that Thirty Rock would take. Ah, yes, son of a bitch. So Hiya, what do you I like? think. We're going to have to turn this one over to the listeners and we're going to have to get them to vote in a poll that I will put up once this episode has been released. <laughs> a biased poll where Ross will be like, vote for 30 Rock, please. <laughs> and I'll send you yeah. something. Vote the right answer. Do you want to go for the right answer or the wrong answer? <laughs> vote below. Oh, perfect. You know uh, what? That was so goddamn much fun. I think we might be doing a few more of them. I might actually get, some, get some suggestions. Yeah, cast-offs. Yeah. There's already a few in my head that I'm thinking of. I need to do some more research. That what was what was great about the two shows you picked is that um, we knew the the cast so well that we could we were equipped. Because I forgot we were doing that segment to be honest until you landed it out there. And th- that was part of my plan because I knew we knew them both so well yeah, without yeah. Oh, any yeah. prep. I'm like so because basically if it's if it, if it goes well, which I believe it did, we can do more. You know what I mean? Like we mm. can do. Uh, the Simpsons versus Family Guy, Futurama versus oh. Rick and Morty. There's a million ones I'm thinking of here on top of my head. I would love to incorporate Rick and Morty into it. Just to have some sort of pathetic character fight Jerry. That'd be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, that's anybody to fight Jerry, really. Who, ironically, is Dr. Leo Spichemin. Yes. And, oh my god, have you ever watched Archer? Because he's, he's, he's Cyril. He's in many, many things that you don't realize. That you watch again, you're like, holy Jesus. He's got a great voice. It's a great voice for us. That really specific does. type of character, that pathetic, <laughs> nothing's going from character. Except for he's so good, as, he's really good as that Gleos Bichatman, to be honest. Mm. Okay, but so Rob, um, I think we're pretty much we're pretty much done. Mm. But we have one more segment, which Jesus Christ, by the way, is all I can say. But yeah, go on, <laughs> introduce it there. So this is this is just a little little wrap up segment we like to do these days, and it's uh, hey Ross, hey Ross, look at these. <coughs> so basically, um, I sent Ross a video clip of something or other, and he just has to. Grin and Barrett, and then tell me what he thought of it now on the show. So tell me what I sent you and tell me what you thought. I mean, I don't even... Usually I, I know what the clip is or I'm like, I recognise the movie or something. But this, you sent me a trailer for a film, obviously a very low-budget film <laughs> called This Tunnel South. It's, it was just a load of lads punching each other, essentially. <laughs> For one minute and 40 seconds <laughs> with some very, very dodge acting and very, very dodge camera angles. I mean, it's falling. I, I couldn't, oh, Jesus God, I couldn't make any sense of this I've, at all. I was just. I have three things written down here about this as I rewatched it terrible tattoos, yes. uh, blood lipstick, and tying shoelaces. <laughs> Do any of those make sense to you as I say them? The, the, the blood lipstick and the bad tattoos definitely the tying shoeless is not so much there's a bit but there's a bit at the start of the trailer it's supposed to be this dramatic piece it's like two brothers falling over the girl or something there's this girl one goes away for five years then he comes back and I this is what I'm trying to draw from this terrible terrible I'm like how did you get student that student budget trailer that? I don't know how I came across it but I was I was deep down the rabbit hole man I was oh I don't know where I was when I found that that trailer um, you were tunneling out. Uh, yeah, you could say uh, far worse than that. But um, I don't know how I came across it, but it was just some sort of. It looks like a terrible student budget film, but they they think it's like they think it's good. Like there's good drama and tension to it, and like it's like two brothers are in conflict and there's like gangs and stuff, and they've got hilariously like over stylized graphic tees to make them look like gang t-shirts and like the gang tattoos are clearly just stenciled on but like there's bit bits like you point where they're fighting there's a guy who's supposed to be covered in blood on his face but it just looks like they've painted red on his lips it looks it, it looks, looks like, like twilight looks like lipstick um but there's a bit where at the start where there's this guy arguing with a girl and she's like i won't tell anybody or something but you can clearly see she's also just tying her shoes even though he's like punched her or something. So I don't know what's happening. It's so bizarre. Have you ever seen the film Brothers with Jake Gyllenhaal and Tobey Maguire? Yeah, I know it. I haven't seen it. That I did think of that though. There's also a similar one with like Colin Farrell and like Mark Wahlberg or something. I, where he'd like he has to kill him or something because they're but, brothers. But basically, it, it, it looked like that film... Except it looked like that film. But if you awful. asked me and yourself right now to get our f- our camera phones and go outside and film the entirety of the movie in one take, <laughs> even though we're in different locations, and just put it together, that's what it looks like. It would look it better. It looks than like that. they think it's yeah, it probably would. They think it's Scorsese, but it looks it's it's. Oh, put it up on Twitter. It's hilarious. Everything. It's so funny. I I couldn't. I I. It's one of those things that's so bad you keep rewatching it. 
Because I, I, I even said, what is this? Th- like, before I looked at it, and your reply was, oh, don't worry about what it is. Just take it in. <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's even before I'd watched it, like, so... Uh, I don't know what it is, man. It's just terrible. I, it, it's funny, because obviously it's supposed to be like a film trailer designed to tell you what it's about, but you come away clueless. You don't know what they're talking about in it. You don't know what it's about. It, it's just one of those things that I don't even know how you found it. <laughs> and that's the God's honest truth. I don't worry like, about right, that. Don't worry about whatever. that <laughs> But Rob, this uh, means that we're at the end of another episode. Uh, really, really quickly want to say that um, I actually guessed it on a, another podcast called Podcast Away uh, over at Geek Nerd Podcasts. I will put a link up with this episode. And um, basically, I just talked about, I was asked like nine pieces of media, visual media, like movies and games and stuff like that, that I would take with me in like in a world apocalypse scenario. And um, it's really interesting. And I was talking mm. to a guy called Jules on it and he was an excellent host. And yeah, get, get a listen to it if you have a chance, people, if, if that interests you in any way. Ah, listen to it, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for the support. Rob. I'm not your buddy, pal. I'm not your pal, not your buddy guy. <laughs> oh, well done. That's a, that is an interesting question. Good way of framing it. If you were stuck in a desert island, <laughs> forget about food and water. What would you bring? Um. So, Rob. Yes. Where can people find us? Oh, um. There's a website, capunderstands.com. There's our stuff is there. We've an email that you can get to us at through that website, or just email us on a regular email client. That's the lads at capunderstands.com. How fun is that? And then, of course, if you just want to listen to the show on your phone or on regular playing sort of systems, you can use uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, um, TuneIn, Podtail, uh, TuneIn, Tune. <laughs> Tune, what else is fun? <laughs> I lost them all. Basically, anywhere where there's a podcast, I think that, that anywhere there's a podcast player that pulls RSS feeds, that will inevitably have our one. So, but you know. Can I just highlight RSS feed is one letter away from a Ross feed? Anyway, sorry, I just had to say ah, Ross feed. Interesting. I hadn't even thought of that myself personally. Um, what else is there? Oh, there's the Twitter, of course, at uh, Cap Understands. That's what Ross looks after. And there's all sorts of tweeting. Um, it's great fun. So get on that. You're crazy bastards yeah thanks everybody uh thanks for listening and hopefully we will see you around next time and stay good and stay healthy and stay safe and kick ass oh yeah i guess all that is left to say is that i have been ross Uh, and i've been rob and this has been iron so reference um thanks so much for listening ah isn't it funny how we fell into that rhythm that that that's what happens at the end I don't think that was ever scripted. It was not, but I mean, it's just, look, it's pretty loosey-goosey. I, 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 how dare you? How dare you use that? So loosey-goosey like that. I could do what I want. I have, I don't have a phrase. I need a phrase. It's not fair. <laughs> what is your phrase?